Chapter Ten of Tommy Smith's Animals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Tommy Smith's Animals by Edmund Sellis. The Squirrel. The pert little squirrel's as brisk as can be. He calls his house tree tops and lives in a tree. So Tommy Smith went home to his lessons and when he had finished them he put on his hat and came out again and began to walk through the wood to where the mother wood pigeon was waiting for him on her nest tommy smith tommy smith where are you going to tommy smith said a voice which he had not heard before at any rate he had not heard it talk before such a funny little voice it was something between a cough and a sob and if it had not said all those words so very distinctly it would have sounded like Sug, 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 sug. Now, I come to think of it, Tommy Smith must have heard it before, for he had often been for walks in the woods. But when a voice which has only said sug, sug before begins to talk and say whole sentences, it is not so easy to recognize it. Who can that be? said Tommy Smith. And then he looked all about, but he could see no one. Who are you? he called out and where are you calling me from from here tommy smith from here answered the voice can't you see me why here i am are you the rabbit said tommy smith but he thought directly oh no it can't be the rabbit because it comes from a tree no rabbit could burrow up a tree the rabbit indeed said the voice oh no i am not the rabbit that is a funny sug 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 suggestion oh i know cried tommy smith it is the look said the voice and all at once there was a red streak down the trunk of the beech tree and along the ground and there was a little squirrel sitting at tommy smith's feet with its tail cocked up over its head oh cried tommy smith and before he could say anything else the squirrel said look again and there was another red streak up the trunk of a pine tree this time and there he was sitting on a branch of it with his tail cocked up over his head just the same as before oh dear mr squirrel said tommy smith the branch was not very high one so they could talk to each other comfortably how fast you do go oh i like to do things quickly said the squirrel mine is an act of nature during three parts of the year and what is it during the other part asked tommy smith oh i don't know anything about it then the squirrel answered this puzzled tommy smith a little oh, why not he said oh because i'm asleep said the squirrel one can't know much about oneself when one's asleep you know and besides it doesn't matter but do you go to sleep for such a long time said tommy smith i know that the frogs and the snakes go to sleep all the winter but i didn't know any regular animal did why doesn't the dormouse said the squirrel he's a much harder sleeper than i am i suppose you call him a regular animal oh yes said tommy smith he had forgotten the dormouse and of course he was a regular animal by a regular animal i suppose tommy smith meant one that wasn't an insect or a reptile or a worm or something of that sort perhaps he couldn't have said exactly what he meant but whatever he did mean you may be sure that it was not very sensible because all living creatures are animals and one is just as regular as another if you look at it in the right way well said the squirrel i think we are to have a little chat are we not it's you that must ask the questions you know 
oh i should like to said tommy smith but i promised the mother woodpigeon to go back and talk to her and i am going there now the mother woodpigeon will be on her nest for another hour or two said the squirrel so you will have time to talk to her and to me too and let me tell you it is not every little boy who can have a talk with a squirrel tommy smith thought that it was not every little boy who could have a talk with a wood-pigeon either but he wanted to have both so he said very well mr squirrel and i hope you will tell me something interesting about yourself the squirrel only nodded and said nothing and then tommy smith remembered that he had to ask the questions so he said why is it mr squirrel that you go to sleep in the winter it seems so funny that you should i stay awake all the time you know except at night of course so why can't you that is easily answered said the squirrel you have food in the winter don't you oh yes said tommy smith of course you do said the squirrel it is all got for you so you have no trouble i have to find mine myself but in the winter there is none to find so if i don't go to sleep i should starve tommy smith remembered then that the grass snake had told him that he went to sleep in the winter because he could get no frogs to eat and the frog said that he did because he could find no insects so he saw that there was the same reason for all these three animals who were so different from each other doing the same thing and that's why the dormouse goes to sleep too i suppose he said to himself and then he began to think that if any other animal went to sleep all winter it must be because they could get no food but i don't think i could go to sleep if i was very hungry he said to the squirrel and if i did i'm sure i should wake up again very soon and want my dinner i dare say you would said the squirrel and if you couldn't get it you would soon die but do you never wake up and want your dinner mr squirrel said tommy smith oh yes said the squirrel i often wake up but whenever i do i can always get it do you know why because i am such a clever animal that i hide away my food in the autumn so that i can find it in the winter but you said you couldn't find food in the winter said tommy smith oh i meant that i couldn't find it growing on the trees and bushes said the squirrel of course i can find what i have stored away and that is enough for all the time i am awake but it wouldn't be enough for the whole winter so i sleep or doze most of the time and then i don't require anything but why don't you store away enough food for the whole winter said tommy smith then you needn't go to sleep at all you know good gracious said the squirrel that would take a great deal too much time it is all very well to put a few things aside as to have something to eat on sunny days for those days are the days i like to wake up on but just fancy having to find dinners beforehand for every day all through the winter i could never do that you know one dinner to think about is quite enough as a rule how should you like to have to cook two dinners every day and always put one of them in a cupboard but you don't cook your dinners mr squirrel said tommy smith and you don't look for yours said the squirrel i do you see he went on i only begin hiding things away towards the end of autumn so there isn't so very much time but you have the rest of the year to do it in too said tommy smith oh no said the squirrel that's quite a mistake in the spring and summer i have something else to think about besides there is nothing worth hiding away then 
no acorns or beech nuts or filberts and of course one wants to have something really nice to eat when one wakes up in the winter but in the autumn all those things are ripe the autumn is a great eating time that is the time of year that i like best of all what better than the spring or the summer said tommy smith well in the spring there are buds on the trees the squirrel reflected and the birds nests have got eggs inside them they are both very nice though i like nuts better still but you see buds and birds eggs don't keep and so oh but mr squirrel cried tommy smith you surely don't eat the eggs of the poor birds oh i hope you don't you see he was not at all the same tommy smith now that he used to be and he didn't go birds nesting any more the squirrel looked just a little bit ashamed i wouldn't you know he said if they didn't make their nests in trees of course they make their nests in trees said tommy smith indignantly they have just as much right to the trees as you have and i think it is very wicked of you to eat their eggs perhaps it is said the squirrel but you see i get so hungry and fresh eggs are so nice by the by on what tree did you say the wood pigeon was sitting i think i will go there with you indeed you shan't said tommy smith and he was very angry i won't take you there you want to eat her eggs i know and i think you are a very naughty animal the squirrel looked at tommy smith for a little while without speaking and then said i know i never eat hen's eggs don't you said tommy smith it was all he could think of to say for he remembered that he did eat hen's eggs of course he knew that that was different the peewit had told him that it was but just at that moment he couldn't think of why it was different and he couldn't help wishing that he hadn't been quite so angry with the squirrel perhaps you don't eat too many eggs he said in a milder tone of course not said the squirrel whenever there are plenty of squirrels there are plenty of birds too as long as people with guns don't shoot them that shows that we don't eat too many and then as for our killing trees oh but do you kill trees said tommy smith i didn't know that you did that why sometimes when we are very hungry said the squirrel we gnaw the bark all around the trunk of a small tree and then it dies so those people who are always finding out reasons for killing animals say we do harm to the forests but i can tell them this that no forest is ever cut down by the squirrel that lived in it men cut down the forests and shoot the birds and the squirrels but if they left them all three alone they would all get on very well together once you know almost the whole of england was covered with forests do you think it was the squirrels who cut them all down oh no said tommy smith it was men with axes i should think yes said the squirrel it is that great axe of theirs that does the mischief not these poor little teeth of mine it is axes not squirrels that they should keep out of the woods tommy smith thought the squirrel might be right but he wanted to hear something more about what he did and the way he lived so he said oh mr squirrel you haven't told me where you hide the nuts and acorns that you eat when you wake up in the winter oh in all sorts of places said the squirrel sometimes i scrape a hole in the ground and bury them in it and sometimes i put them into holes in the trunks of trees or under their roots 
if they run along the ground or into any little nook or crevice near where i live in fact i put them anywhere where it is convenient but not where it is inconvenient that is another of my clever notions but isn't it rather difficult to find them again when you wake up a long time afterwards said tommy smith it would be to you i dare say said the squirrel but it is quite easy for me you see i have a wonderful memory and never forget where i once put a thing even when the snow is on the ground i know where my dinner is it is under a white tablecloth then instead of being upon one i have only to lift up the tablecloth and there it is do you mean that you scrape the snow away mr squirrel said tommy smith yes that's what i mean said the squirrel but i like to talk prettily well have you anything else to ask me you had better make haste if you have because we squirrels can never stay still for very long and i shall soon have to jump away look how my tail is whisking i always go very soon after that begins tommy smith thought that as the squirrel had proposed having a chat himself and had prevented him from going on to the wood-pigeon it was not quite polite of him to be so very impatient but he thought he would be polite at any rate so he went on all in a hurry i suppose mr squirrel as you go to sleep in the winter you have to come out of the trees and find a place on the ground to out of the trees exclaimed the squirrel i should think not indeed that would be very unsafe besides i should never feel comfortable if i did not rock with the wind when i was asleep i should have a nasty fixed feeling which would wake me up every minute that surprised tommy smith a good deal he knew that squirrels lived in the trees all day but he did not know before that they slept in them at night too then do you make a nest like a bird mr squirrel he asked like a bird indeed said the squirrel no i make one like a squirrel it is not necessary for me to imitate a bird we squirrels can make nests a great deal better than birds can tommy smith did not quite believe this at any rate he felt sure that a squirrel could not make a better nest than some birds can but he remembered that some other birds make only slight nests or none at all and perhaps he thought he only means those kind of birds but he thought he had better not ask the squirrel this in case he should be offended so he only said oh mr squirrel will you please tell me all about your nest and how you make it and what it looks like well the squirrel began it is very large much larger than you would ever think to look at me i could get inside the cap you have on your head but how large do you think the house i make and go to sleep in is perhaps it is a little larger than my cap said tommy smith he did not think it could be much larger why said the squirrel it is larger than you sometimes you know those great heaps of hay that stand in the fields haycocks i think they call them well if you were to take my house to pieces it would sometimes make a heap almost as big as one of them would it really said tommy smith but why is it so large you see said the squirrel if the walls were not nice and thick they would not keep out the cold properly and so i have to find a great deal of moss and grass and a great many sticks and leaves to make it with then i have to repair it every year it would be too much trouble you know to build a new one 
and so it keeps on getting bigger because of the fresh sticks and things I bring to it. That is why my house is so large. And are you always quite comfortable inside it? said Tommy Smith. Oh, yes, said the squirrel, always comfortable and always dry. I knit everything so closely together that neither the rain nor the snow can get through. I suppose your house has a door to get in and out of by, said Tommy Smith. It has two doors, said the squirrel, a large one and a small one. Why, what a question to ask. You will be asking if it has a roof to it next. Has it a roof, said Tommy Smith? So you see the squirrel is quite right. Of course it has, said the squirrel, the idea of living in a house without a roof to it. I build it high up in the fork of a tree, he went on, and I lie curled up inside it as snug and as warm as can be but isn't it too warm in the summer asked tommy smith oh i don't go into it then said the squirrel the house i have been telling you about is for the winter but in the summer i have my summer house to go into oh then you have two houses said tommy smith that is cleverer than a bird for they only have one nest i have two said the squirrel and they are not at all the same oh do tell me what the summer house is like said tommy smith it is more lightly built than the winter house said the squirrel and not nearly so large that is how summer houses are always built you know perhaps you have one in your garden oh yes we have said tommy smith and isn't it much smaller than your other one said the squirrel oh yes it is said tommy smith well said the squirrel my summer house is constructed on the same principle i will show it to you if you like for I really can't sit still any longer. Just look at my tail. It will whisk itself off soon if I don't jump about. Oh, I should like to see it, Mr. Squirrel, cried Tommy Smith. Yes, do come down and... Oh, I'm not coming down, said the squirrel. I shouldn't think of doing that. I shall go home by the treeway, and you can walk underneath me. Now then, and as the squirrel said this, he gave his tail such a whisking, and away he ran along the branch that he had been sitting on, right to the end of it. And then he gave such a jump on to the branch of another tree, and then out of that tree into another one, and so from tree to tree so fast that Tommy Smith could hardly keep up with him as he ran along the ground underneath. It was not always that the squirrel had to jump from one tree to another, because their branches often touched each other, and then he would run along them without jumping at all. Sometimes they would be very near together without quite touching, and then when he came to the end of a branch he was on, he would lean forward and with his little forepaws catch hold of the tips of several of those belonging to another tree, and draw them all together and then give a little spring amongst them, and away he would go again. This was when he was in the fir trees. But to see him run down the long drooping branch of a beech tree right to the very end, and then drop off it onto another one far below, that was the finest sight of all. He did it so very gracefully. His tail was not turned up over his back now, as it had been whilst he was sitting up, but went streaming out behind him like a flag, and sometimes he would whisk it from side to side and say, Sug-sug, sug-sug, sug-sug-sug-sug-sug. Here it is, cried the squirrel at last, from one of the very top branches of the tree he was on. It was a large beech tree. Here is treetops. Can you see it? Oh, yes, I can see the top of the tree you're on, said Tommy Smith, but— 
"'Oh, I don't mean that,' said the squirrel. "'Treetops is the name of my residence. "'You know, houses usually have a name of some sort, "'so I call mine treetops. "'That describes it very well, "'because it is in a treetop, "'and there are treetops all around it.' "'But aren't all squirrels' nests like that?' said Tommy Smith. "'Oh, yes,' said the squirrel, "'and they can all be called treetops. "'I dare say you've seen more than one house "'that was named the elms or the firs or the beeches. "'But now look about and see if you can see my summer house.' "'Tommy Smith looked all about near where the squirrel "'was sitting high up in the tree, "'and at last he saw something that looked like a little black ball. "'Is that it?' he said yes said the squirrel that's it look now i am in it and he made a little spring at the ball of sticks and disappeared inside it the jump made the thin end of the branch swing about and the squirrel's summer-house swung with it so that it looked as if it might be shaken off oh do come out tommy smith cried i'm sure it can't be safe in there not safe said the squirrel as he poked his little head out and looked down at tommy smith do you think i would live with all my family in a house that was not safe i have a wife and five children you know and we all live here together do you really mr squirrel said tommy smith for he could hardly believe it why of course we do said the squirrel and great fun it is too you should see how we swing about in a high wind delightful Tommy Smith thought that it would make him giddy. It must be dangerous, he said. Suppose you were all to be swung out, or the branch were to be blown off, or— Oh, we never think of such things, said the squirrel. They are sure not to happen, and even if they did, we should be all right somehow, I dare say. I don't think you would, said Tommy Smith. The wood pigeon might, perhaps, but, you see, you can't fly, and so— oh can't i said the squirrel why how did i get here then from tree to tree didn't you see me oh but that was jumping said tommy smith jumping nonsense said the squirrel why i went through the air you know and that is just what one does when one flies isn't it oh yes of course said tommy smith but very well said the squirrel then when i jump i fly but you haven't got wings, said Tommy Smith. He knew he was right, but he didn't know how to prove it. That makes it all the more clever of me, said the squirrel. It is easy enough to fly if you have wings, but very difficult indeed if you haven't. But we squirrels are a clever family and can do anything. Why, one of us is called the flying squirrel, you know, and why should he be called a flying squirrel if he can't fly? Not fly. Why, look here, look here, look here. And at each look here, the squirrel was in a different tree, and still he went on jumping or flying, which do you think it was, from one to another until very soon he was quite out of sight. And he never came back at least not whilst tommy smith was there i think he must have come back at some time or another to sit in his little summer-house again with his wife and his children but tommy smith had not time enough to wait for him so as soon as he was sure that he was really gone he walked away to his friend the wood pigeon end of chapter ten